and welcome back to the Nutra Champion Podcast. In this episode, we have Professor Dr. Anu Misra, Chairman of 40C Doc Centre of Excellence for Diabetes, Metabolic Diseases and Endocrinology at New Delhi, India. Also the Chairman at the National Diabetes, Obesity and Cholesterol Foundation, Prof. Anup and his colleagues recently published new findings on how vitamin D deficiency, obesity, and diabetes are linked to higher rates of COVID-19 infection and mortality in Asia. Prof. Anup, it's an honour for us to have you share your research and clinical insights on this podcast, despite being very busy. Throughout the seven days of a week, is there any day that's like completely an off day for you? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, all seven days are almost working and uh, it's only Sunday afternoon that I take off. On Sunday morning, you will be doing research work, right? So one of these uh, new new research findings that I read is your involvement in the COVID-19 study. And the study found that uh, obesity and diabetes, they will increase the risk of infection and also the mortality rate. Based on your understanding, how is it that you know diabetes will increase the risk of developing COVID-19? So there are two issues here. One is uh, diabetes increasing uh, COVID-19 mortality and the other is obesity and both are interlinked together also. So uh, diabetes uh, uh, has, the, a patient of diabetes has plenty of problems uh, in the body uh, to begin with and uh, which uh, include increase in the inflammation, interleukin-6, TNF-alpha, these are the cytokines which are already increased in the in the patient of diabetes. And uh, if they are, uh, you know, too far gone as far as their age is concerned, or uh, the duration of diabetes is long, then, uh, then the things are worse off. Now, in such cases, uh, along with the high sugar and high inflammation in the body, uh, the when they get COVID-19, it produces more inflammation and uh, causes a, a so-called cytokine storm. And also, uh, because of a high sugar, the immunity levels are low and uh, the arteries are not so well off. Blood vessels, they're not so well off in these people. They are uh, corroded, they, have, they are stiffened, uh, so they're not functioning well. And so COVID-19, the cause of low immunity attacks more, causes more of inflammation, and it attacks the arteries. In fact, COVID-19 is the infection, one of the viral infections, which is predominantly attacking the arteries, and especially lung arteries. So lung arteries, heart arteries, and kidney arteries all affected, but predominantly lung. So these people have more pneumonia, more ICU admissions and more deaths. But that's not all. People who have just diagnosed to have high sugar, not even diabetes range, pre-diabetes, even those have high mortality or high morbidity. As far as obesity is concerned, they, these people also have inflammation. And particularly if you look at the South Asians, India, Pakistan, surrounding countries, uh, the inside of the bodies has more inflammation for whatever reason. And so already at risk for cytokine storm, as I have explained earlier, 
but also because of obesity, their lung function are depressed. They have a little depressed lung function. Once they have depressed lung function, then uh, virus attacks the lungs uh, quite in a in a ferocious manner. So these are two uh, uh, diseases where worldwide there is increased morbidity. And so in that case, right, uh, when health practitioners come across COVID-19 patients who are also diabetic or who are pre-diabetic, what do you think they should do when treating these patients? Well, uh, the, um, there are two ways to look at the, this uh, question. One uh, part of the question is patients who are diabetic and not yet having COVID-19, what should they do? And once they get COVID-19, what should they do? So uh, in this era, we have repeatedly written articles that all patients with diabetes and obesity have to have a very good diet and physical activity and control their sugars in the best possible manner. Now, if they control their sugars in a very good manner, there is evidence that that much morbidity mortality is not there now if a person of that uh, who's diabetic gets covid 19 what he should he do or he or she do they should check their blood sugars more frequently blood sugar not out con out of con uh, not in control they should contact their doctors immediately properly medications have to be taken if they are on insulin they can should continue on insulin therapy and just continue with their medication. Absolutely. Why are you interested in the research of diabetes? Oh, that's a very interesting question because uh, when I was studying in my medical school, which is Ordinary Institute of Medical Sciences, one of the best schools in the country, uh, my uh, one of my professors was a world-renowned professor as far as diabetes is concerned. He was also head of the International Diabetes Federation at that time. So he taught us a lot of diabetes, but at that time, that was 30 years back, diabetes was not such an important disease, neither in India nor elsewhere in the world. So at that time, we learned diabetes and we, he was uh, he's a terrific teacher and the way he used to explain we imbibed everything, you know, basics of diabetes were very clear right from the beginning. From that I picked up and the, the more I became interested in diabetes, the more diabetes incidence and numbers of the patients climbed up. And currently we are at the, at the situation that India is at the top of the world as far as diabetes is concerned and China is on top of the world as diabetes is concerned and other countries are also, uh, the diabetes is increasing day by day. So I think it is more, more important now that we have more diabetes physicians, more diabetes experts who can deal with diabetes, prevent diabetes, deal with diabetes in a better manner so that we don't have complications. So that's my journey over the last 30, 35 years from that professor to add up to the, this stage. And now at this point of time, I have a big research team. I have, I'm sitting at this point of time in a, a specialized diabetes center, which is only dealing with patients with diabetes. So. Uh, the research, various other researches that we have done has uh, borne a lot of new interesting findings 
especially pertaining to Indian population, why Indians develop diabetes, why they are having more complications, and so on. So I think uh, our journey has been fruitful, quite, uh, you know, uh, it has bond, uh, you know, it has given some uh, data which are which are very useful. Yeah, indeed, I would like to move on to the issue of diabetes in India later on. But before that, right, may I know how has your research in diabetes deepened and take on new directions in the recent years? A new direction. Uh, number one, uh, we have understood the bodies of diabetic patients better. You know, how, why, what is wrong with their body uh, and what leads to the increase in the sugar, blood pressure, heart disease in these patients. So what we have uh, uh, seen in, in Indian patients is that liver, liver is the culprit, liver is a problem uh, in diabetic patients. Now, usual liver is uh, this big, suppose. And uh, the Indian patient, the, by the time they become diabetic, it becomes double the size. So it is full of fat. Even on those people who are not, apparently from outside, they're not very fat. They are okay, as far as the, the weight is concerned, but liver is fat. And once liver is fat, liver is so-called center of the metabolism. So we have realized that this is something which is very important to target liver. There are other organs also which are full of fat. For example, pancreas is also full of fat. Even muscle, inside the muscle, there is some fatty liver. Uh, fatty, fatty, uh, uh, you know, layers are there in the muscle. So, so this uh, has been subject of our research for quite some time. And we have clearly shown that Indian livers are quite bad. And this is possibly number one cause for diabetes. I see. And so from the point of a functional food or dietary supplements, right, um, from your understanding and research, right, what are some examples that are effective in controlling blood glucose and or even improving the liver function? Yes. Uh, what we have, uh, we have studied and we have uh, actually uh, published data is that increased protein in the diet, and give some protein supplement uh, outside of the food, the liver will benefit. The uh, other other is uh, replacing some of the snacks. Now there are Indian women, especially when they are not working and a housewife, then they eat, eat a lot of uh, fried snacks. So if we can have uh, some supplements uh, of snacks, which are actually balanced snacks with a plenty of fiber and some omega-3 and, and a, a complex carbohydrate and protein, then that should be good, you know, just to supplement those snacks with this one uh, uh, will be good. There are other issues also, for example, uh, our omega-3 fatty acid levels are on the low side. Vegetarians have low omega-3 fatty acids and so Fish is not being eaten. Obviously, vegetarians do not eat any fish. So, omega-3 supplements sometimes are needed. Sometimes, and we have research on, on a supplement of cinnamon. cinnamon. A double-blind, randomized controlled trial of cinnamon versus placebo. We have shown clearly that cinnamon 
actually improves insulin levels, its functioning, also liver. So, uh, cinnamon, uh, omega-3 flax seeds, uh, chia seeds, fish oil capsules, high protein, uh, 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 snack which is balanced, it can be taken in between the meats. All these are necessary for Indian population. Oh, so as a clinician, you also advise your patients to take some of these um, supplements as well to change the diet as, as well. Absolutely. That is guided by the patient's profile as well as their blood levels. For example, say uh, many of the people in, in, in India uh, have a very low albumin level. You know, serum albumin level, protein levels are low. And that's because vegetarians uh, don't eat enough protein and the protein quality is not very good. So, if protein is low, we, we tell them to eat more protein and also temporarily provide supplements. And if vitamin D is low, we give vitamin D supplements. Uh, often B12 is also low, so we give B12 supplements. So, things like that. I see. Okay, so other than doing research and treating patients, you also teach and you are also advisor to nutrition companies and also you sit on the editorial board of uh, quite a number of scientific journals. So how do you juggle between all these different commitments? Not only that, uh, I, uh, besides seeing patients, doing research, handling my clinical team and the research team, I am uh, heading a general diabetes and metabolic syndrome clinical research review. I'm also that's why I'm editor of chief. I'm associate editor of Journal of Diabetes in USA and European Journal of Clinical Nutrition. I'm associate editor and at least part of 15 more journals and plus advising. So my actually up to two or three of three o'clock from eight o'clock to three o'clock i see patients and after lunch four o'clock to seven seven thirty i do my research work and other work including general work and so on so this is how i do six days a week and seventh day today in the morning i do a lot of writing and a lot of research but this is how i i <laughs> sometimes it's difficult to manage time but i do my Wow. Well, and you also served as the honorary physician for two Indian PM, Prime Ministers. So, well, can you share your experience working in such a prestigious position? <laughs> oh, that was uh, quite some time back. But uh, yes, I have, uh, uh, you know, being a personal physician is not an easy job. And uh, uh, we have to tag along with the Prime Minister all the time anywhere in the country and outside the country. So during that time with two prime ministers, uh, we traveled 80, 90 countries. We, we were with him in UN, in, uh, in uh, White House, uh, in, in uh, uh, 10 Downing Streets and in Moscow, uh, everywhere, you know, we met the top leaders. We met, uh, uh, you know, President Clinton. We met President Bush from close quarters. Uh, so thing, it's, it's, a, it's a great experience of different kind. Uh, but uh, at the same time, you see, uh, as a young person, it is okay. You have to really run around with the, uh, 
uh, you, are, you are carrying a lot of uh, equipment also. So a younger person who can run, uh, you know, because when Prime Minister moves, they don't wait for anybody. You have to move along with them and they move quickly here and there. But both, uh, uh, let me tell you that both the Prime Ministers were so good, uh, they treated me as their, you know, colleague. And whenever, uh, you know, whenever I wanted to see them, as well, they, they were never irritated. They were always very, very pleasant and treated uh, me and my team with a lot of respect. So that was the greatness of those people. Uh, and I still remember all that. In addition to all that, I have written uh, one book uh, on diabetes, which is both in English and Hindi. Uh, and uh, that uh, has done pretty well. And I'm writing a book on on on, on diets also, a more scientific book of diet. What, what I have found in India and elsewhere that people write diet books uh, based on their perception and not exactly on science. So uh, the objectively, they are not very good books. Subjectively, they are good, the way it is written and so on. I want to make more objective. I want to give evidence for whatever I'm writing. So that's how I'm going to write the book. I'm all, already there, around 70% of the book. Uh, and it will be good for not only for Indian people, for all over the world, because we'll be giving a full data. What what I'm saying here, and here is the data. Wow. So I guess perhaps we can expect the book to come out next year, or maybe yes. the, the, the year later, next year. Mm, okay. Yeah, with so many commitments, right, I guess you need to be very disciplined as well. So what keeps you going? What keeps you disciplined and focused on each of your tasks? Yeah, what you said uh, uh, while you were asking me question is what keeps me going, discipline. Discipline. I get up at uh, five thirty in the morning. Uh, take a forty-minute walk. Uh, by eight o'clock, I'm in the hospital. Uh, I have a clear time fixed for everything. Uh, I have to also uh, look after administration of this hospital. Uh, so that is also time. So till seven o'clock, all time. Then another half an hour of walk in the evening. Then uh, some family time. So. Uh, that's how I manage by discipline. This has been my routine. And the exercise keeps me going because I do more exercise, I get more energetic, I do more work. So I think uh, for your readers and for your audience, uh, I think this is important that while you go for balanced diet, uh, exercise and routine and discipline is what should keep you going for a long time. Well, I guess this is a very good advice because during COVID-19, a lot of our routine has been disrupted. So I guess this is something that we need to learn from you. Thank Thanks. you so much for taking this time again uh, to speak to me. Yeah, I, I look forward to your book and also the new research findings, COVID-19, that uh, you are going to release. Yes, uh, about six months from now. And thank you so much for inviting me for this very interesting session. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again.